Welcome to the City on a Hill podcast. City on a Hill is a Catholic young adult community located in the greater Kansas City area with a mission to inspire and form the young adult generation in their pursuit of sainthood. In each episode, we feature a young adult who will share their story of encountering Christ, some specific ways they are personally pursuing sainthood, and how they live on mission here in Kansas City. We are grateful you've decided to tap into our community and hope that you feel inspired on your personal pursuit of sainthood. Thanks for listening in, and here are your hosts. Welcome back to another episode of the City on a Hill podcast. I'm Father Andrew Mattingly, your host, and I'm happy to be joined on the podcast today by Ray Wilkinson. Ray, welcome. Hi, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, Ray, we'll get right to it. So share with us how the Lord has worked in your life. Yeah, so um, the Lord's always been a big part of my life. Uh, I'm from St. Joseph, Missouri, which is just north of here, about an hour. I think you grew up there for part of your life. Oh, yes. Good old St. Joe. Good old St. Joe. Um, No, St. Joe's great. It's kind of a blue-collar town, but I don't know. It has a good mix of um, all types of professions. But uh, yeah, I grew up there. I went to public school. Uh, was raised mostly by my um, mother and my grandmother. Um, so my mom had me really young. <laughs> and so uh, we're not too far apart in age. And so we lived with my grandparents till I was about 10 years old. <laughs> and so uh, the Lord was in my life in a couple different ways. So my mom and my grandmother were Catholic. And so <laughs> we went to Mass every Sunday. <laughs> and also, since I went to public school, we went to school religion class every Wednesday growing up. Hmm. But my dad is a Seventh-day Adventist. Hmm. And so um, even after he had, um, he moved to a different city for a couple years. And so even after he did that, my grandfather still would uh, pick me up on Friday nights for um, the Sabbath. So Seventh-day Adventists, they celebrate the Sabbath. They celebrate a lot of um, Old Testament um, kind of rules. Um, but they're still Christian. And uh, so they would pick me up for, on Friday night, and then we would uh, open the Sabbath. I would go to Sabbath school, church service, and be with my family all day. And then uh, we would close, and then on Sunday I would go to Mass. And that was my um, schedule, my week for about 15 years. Wow. Was that in was that in St. Joe, the Seventh-day Adventist church? Yeah, there's two um, Seventh-day Adventist churches in St. Joe. They're pretty oh. small. Yeah. I think the one... I went to was almost all relatives, um, <laughs> which was still maybe about 50 people, wow. um, just on my dad's side. So, um, I think the purpose of that in the beginning was for me to know my dad's family <laughs> and like, just to know that side of my family <laughs> since I was, uh, I lived with my mom <laughs> and so, and which was, which worked. I know all my family really well. I still talk to all of them to this day. Um, I have a good relationship with my dad now. And so, um, that part did work. And I did that till I was, yeah, 15. And then my grandmother told me I had confirmation coming up. Didn't really know what that was. Um, so she told me, you're gonna have to like pick what faith you want to practice. And at 15, my mind was kind of focused on, well, if I'm Catholic, I don't have to go to church on Saturdays. I get Saturdays <laughs> back. And then, um, 
And I also was wrestling. I wrestled all four years of high school. Mm -hmm. And so on a wrestling tournament, we're always on Saturday. So I was like, seems like Catholicism works. And they, <laughs> they kind of seem like they have more fun. Because um, Seventh-day Adventists, they don't um, dance and they don't drink or anything like that. So, Dude, welcome to the party. <laughs> it's in the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's how they, that's how they got me at 15. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to confirmation classes. Um, and after that, um, kind of stopped going to church because um, my mom and grandma, they didn't go every week. We maybe like went once a month and that mm. slowed down even more as I got older. And then I wasn't going with my dad anymore. So I really kind of stopped going to church fully until except maybe Christmas and Easter um, until like my last semester of college so. Mm. About eight years later, my last semester of college, I was really stressed out. An internship that I was with didn't work out. And so just very lost and very stressed from, uh, yeah, really enjoying four years of school. Lots of uh, lots of fun. Met a lot of people, did a lot of things. Uh, but then at the end of it, I was kind of like, I don't know where I'm going next. Hmm. And so... Uh, one memory I had from my school of religion days was uh, the Mir House in St. Joseph, which is a uh, perpetual adoration chapel. And uh, so I think I was at the library one night on campus um, at Missouri Western, which is in St. Joe. And I was really stressed out. And the library closed at like midnight, but I, like, I didn't want to go home. And so I went to the Mir House, didn't really... Um, know what I was doing exactly there. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kneeled and kind of enjoyed the peace and quiet. And, uh, and then, yeah, just ton of, and then after that, like, yeah, a lot of thoughts kind of came back as far as what does my faith mean to me? Hmm. I always considered myself a Catholic and a Christian, um, throughout high school and college, but didn't really know hmm. what that meant. And so, uh, so yeah, that was kind of it for a little bit. And then um, when I moved to Kansas City in the summer of 2017 after college, um, I got introduced to City on a Hill and kind of started exploring my faith more. Mm -hmm. Is that when you kind of like, I guess, came back to the more regular practice of the faith or did that take a little while? Um, it took maybe that entire summer. So okay. uh, yeah, moved to Kansas City wasn't really... Uh, sure like how my life was going to go part of me was thinking i can stay friends with the other people that i went to college with that had mm -hmm. moved down here either before mm -hmm. me or with me or i can like um kind of like yeah start over sort of speak and so um i think my cousin i lived with my cousin for the first couple months and she had introduced me to morning glory ministries in mm -hmm. downtown and so we went and served food on a on a Saturday. And at that event, I met a girl named Ginevra and I don't remember her maiden name, but it's Ginevra Flattery now. Yeah. And uh, she invited me to, I think, um, what was called Reservoir. Yeah. Um, the precursor to Casey Underground. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I went to that in Brookside and then went to like the social after and then, um, Oh, I just forgot her last name. Met another girl uh, or a young woman named. Oh, I just forgot her first name too. 
Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> the nameless, you met a nameless woman. I, know, I met a nameless woman. Um, no, but she's great. She invited me to um, St. Paul Outreach's young adult um, group. They had taco nights regularly every Monday. Um, and so I went to that, was really kind of skeptical of like what the group was or um, who they were. And so uh went to it, thought it was interesting. They were just kind of cool enough to like... I don't know, entertain me that first night. <laughs> and then I said, all right, nice to meet you. I'll see you again some other time. And they invited me to come back, which I thought was really weird because in my mind, this was just like a one-time recruitment <laughs> event for them, <laughs> um, not like them trying to form a community. <laughs> I didn't really know that kind of language yet. <laughs> um, and they were like you, I, like, you can come back. And I was like, do I need to bring something? It's like, no, just free tacos. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, I'll come back when I'm bringing something. <laughs> so I always brought um, uh, either like Modelo's or Corona just because nice. it was like the good beer. Oh, yeah. I think they always served uh, – back then they always had like Kirkland's kind of <laughs> very cheap <laughs> stuff. Kir- Kirkland's has their own brand of beer? I think so oh, or boy. something oh, well. to that effect. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's what my memory tells me. <laughs> and so, uh, um, yeah. That's what I started doing. So that was my Monday night. And everyone there, um, they all went to Mass every Sunday. So I started joining them for Mass every Sunday. Um, Slowly started to um, get reintroduced to the sacraments (laughs) a bit. (laughs) I think I went in 2017 in the summer. I went to confession for like the first time since (laughs) um, maybe my, yeah, since like confirmation. So about 10 years or yeah. a little less than 10 years. Wow. And so, um, yeah, a lot of learning how to like be part of a community that year and coming back to the faith. Yeah. What would you say? Like, so looking back, that was <clears throat> probably by the time this episode's released, it'll probably be about five years since you moved to Kansas city after college. Um, I mean, just looking at, at the five years, can you identify like, sort of the most um obvious like stream of grace i guess like what's been i mean so far you've mentioned like sacraments community was it one of those things or was it maybe something else that's really kind of that you've noticed has i mean objectively obviously the sacraments would be the answer (laughs) but but on a subjective level like has there been something in particular over the last five years that's really galvanized you in a particular way to keep growing. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I think the big one, probably just two probably big ones. Um, one for sure um, would be community. Yep. And just like making those like really good and like solid friends and building those relationships. So I owe a lot of that to uh, St. Paul Outreach's young adult mm-hmm. community. And then um, the consistency within City on a Hill, um, just the faces and um, the events that they've always had and stuff like that. But I think one thing personally for me is uh, kind of like one reason I even sought out that kind of a new group to mm-hmm. kind of root myself in. I think through most of my life, I've always wanted to be good, um, kind of like or like uh, some form of perfection, mm-hmm. maybe like oldest child syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I always want to be the best and I always want to be um, a really good kid. And so, but one thing I've always noticed is like that changes a lot throughout life. Like, what does it mean to be good? 
And so um, I wanted to find, yeah, a group that where that wouldn't change so much. And so hmm. since these groups are all rooted in the faith and the faith doesn't change, yeah. um, that's kind of one thing that's always kind of um, kept me coming back. And hmm. yeah, still calls me every day. Um, even now is just, I want to be what actual goodness is. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Um, are you kind of, I, I think I understand what you're getting at, but are you kind of saying that like in different groups of friends or different communities that aren't rooted in the faith, like what constitutes like, I don't know, being a, a committed member or a good member of that friend group or community can kind of shift from like year to year sort of like the goal can kind of change yeah so i think yeah it's just i think with the my faithful friends i'll call them yeah um yeah they're like are you yeah i guess i would say they're like more focused on yeah are you honest are you integral like where's your faith life out faith faith life at Mm -hmm. um how's your prayer life whereas um i think some of my old groups of friends it was like uh more focused on just career or um televised sports a lot of the times or a little bit on the social side just like what's the next what's the most recent party you've Mm -hmm. been to Mm -hmm. um because i still like to socialize and everything but I think back then it was just a lot of focused on what was the coolest party you went to? Have you been to this club or bar over here? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's always kind of fleeting. Yeah. So it's more kind of, I guess the difference between the, uh, the superficial surface level stuff and the, the stuff that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Ray, yeah, maybe, maybe share a little bit about some kind of particular way that you're trying to focus on growing in holiness currently. Yeah, so um, one thing that was really amazing last year is I started the um, I started and finished only about a week late the Bible in the Year with oh, Father yeah. Mike Schmitz. Yeah, and so that really kind of reintroduced me to Scripture. Um, so growing up, we um, kind of was back and forth with um, two Bibles, the like the traditional like Protestant Bible. Uh, my dad's family used the King James version and then um, didn't really know what the Catholic Bible was called because we just had our <laughs> um, breaking bread books at church um, or at mass. And so um, it was very cool to kind of go through the Bible and kind of um, remember all the Old Testament stories um, that I like learned growing up and get more context with them. And so that, that really added, I think on yeah, an intellectual side and then just like really kind of beefed up my prayer, gave me something to pray about. Yeah. Um, Because one thing I started last year was I started, I wanted to start praying more in the middle of the day. Because um, I think, yeah, by the spring of last year, I was pretty set on praying in the morning, praying at night. Yeah. Um, but kind of adding that um, holy 15 minutes and then <laughs> built up to maybe a holy half hour in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, but what are you supposed to do with that half hour? And so um, Bible in the Year was really great for that. And then I also did, um, I did two consecrations last year, which I I just kind of went for it. I, didn't, yeah. I don't know if that's like <laughs> against the rules or not. Um, but I did the St. Joseph consecration in the spring. And then I did most recently 
um, the consecration um, to Jesus through through Mary mm-hmm. um, by St. Louis de Montfort. And that one I just finished on um, my birthday, actually, is mm-hmm. the, the feast day of Our Lady Guadalupe. Oh, wow. And so, um, yeah, all those um, devotions, uh, I don't know if you call the Bible devotion, but um, all like really supplemented my, I call my midday prayer, mm-hmm. um, my midday prayer life. Yeah, that's awesome. So you just kind of started taking like a half hour, basically, as part of lunch? Yeah, so for a good chunk of last year in this uh, post-COVID world, hmm. uh, I worked from home. Um, I got a new job. They had an office, but then they lost their office. They moved to a new one. So back at home. But yeah, with that kind of flexibility, yeah. um, I was uh, able to kind of yeah take as much lunch or <laughs> time off as I hmm. wanted hmm. and uh go into my room and pray. Um, I also don't live too far from good counsel. So um, I would come down either for adoration or for mass and make Mm -hmm. that part of my midday prayer as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Was there something uh, in particular that you recall from like one of the consecrations that kind of like really stuck with you? Oh, that's going to sound bad, but no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think one thing that kind of shocked me at the beginning of the, uh, the consecration to Jesus through Mary, um, was, uh, at the beginning of it, the first part of it, uh, was asking for like you to give up a lot of things, like strip away a lot of, (laughs) um, I don't know, luxuries of life, you could Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Um, And I had tried Exodus 90 back (laughs) in like 2019 and failed miserably. (laughs) Was just not, I don't know, in any form of the word mature enough, whether spiritually, emotionally, (laughs) physically, um, (laughs) enough to handle Exodus 90 in 2019. Um, But that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, oh, wow, St. Louis de Montfort is asking me to give things up. And so there must be something to that. But um, I remember that. And then also like, yeah, and then it being fruitful um, yeah. that like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. The church knows what it's talking about when it talks about fasting, yeah. Um, yeah. even if it's not just the traditional like food fast, but um, fasting from worldly things. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I, um, I've done the same consecration and, and if I'm honest, it's kind of, it's been a few years since I've renewed it. It shouldn't be. I should renew it every year. But you did I definitely jog my memory. I'd for, I'd forgotten about that piece where he he definitely says, okay, like slowly strip these things away, and and it's true that like mortification and and denying ourselves those different things has always played a huge role in like Catholic spirituality, and it's kind of somewhat on the back burner. Um, most people just don't know it. It's as significant of a thing as it has been in like church history, you know, yeah. today it's kind of like underemphasized. So it's, it's good to see like certain movements in the church, maybe reemphasizing it again, like oh, e- yeah. Exodus 90 or people getting into like, you know, consecration to Mary and stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, cause it is such a significant piece. Obviously Jesus himself spent a lot of time yeah <laughs> fast fasting and right um so yes he led by example didn't he <laughs> exactly exactly um great well maybe share with us finally just one maybe one way that you're yeah trying to spread what you've been given and to to live on mission 
Yeah. Um, I guess as far as living on mission goes, um, it's always been like a big thing for uh, our uh, St. Paul's outreach community. Um, didn't really know how to do that um, or what that looked like for me. I do a lot of kind of organized apostolates hmm. instead of like my, my personal um, life on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I um, recently started getting involved in is a uh, young Catholic professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really interesting because it's introduced uh, me to a lot of new people mm-hmm. and um, that I haven't seen at City on a Hill events or um, St. Paul's Outreach events or anything. And so that's been interesting to kind of like meet these other Catholics that, um, yeah, just aren't, you kind of forget it out there, I guess, <laughs> um, because they don't go to the same like one or two kind of young adult churches that are in the inner city. Mm-hmm. But um, that's been really great to meet new people and kind of like see what the Lord's stirring in their heart and mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of share like my experience with the uh, young adult community with them and see if that also um, is applicable to them. And then I guess on a more personal note, uh, something I've been trying to do is not shy away from conversation. Um, so I think you had mentioned before at a retreat that like our personal apostolate is more important than our um, organized apostolate. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do talk to a lot of people just kind of throughout the day, whether it's like the cashier, or, like the person cutting my hair. Yeah. And so, um, but usually I'll like kind of stop uh, before it gets too serious. But um, yeah, even most recently I was getting my hair cut and I was telling someone about my weekend that I went to a baptism and it really kind of freaked them out, <laughs> um, which I don't know, but everyone goes to a baptism. It's like, uh, someone had a baby. I'll, they'll call me in a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it really like threw them off. They thought I was talking about an adult for one. And that was oh. like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Um, and so, uh, and like kind of talking to them a little bit about that as like, yeah, this one was a baby. And then I kind of like stopped there and didn't carry on the conversation. Um, and I like, I, I was like kind of thinking to myself, oh, you could have told her you only need to be baptized once. Oh yeah. Um, Cause she had mentioned that she had been. And I was like, uh. you could have said so many nice things, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm just trying to work on um mm continuing conversations with people not like shying away and yeah getting scared or anything yeah i mean that's such a common sort of universal experience right of sort of being a little bit on edge about like taking a conversation like that one step further even when there's an open door you know oh yeah some kind total open door (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um i don't know i guess uh how do I put it? Do you feel like, I guess, up to this point that you've um, you've been cognizant of like the hesitation and you've been trying to overcome it every time? Or is that somewhat new for you where like now you, now it's a new goal of like trying to take it one step further, like every time you're getting your haircut or <laughs> Yeah, or I think whatever. I want to um, – something probably more new. I okay. want to start taking those conversations one step further. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not just enough to be nice anymore. Anyone can be nice. Yeah, You don't have to be Christian to be nice. And so, yeah, um, yeah kind of taking that one step further. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It does take courage. and uh, And obviously we can never force anything, but. But yeah, I mean, 
continuing a conversation about baptism and (laughs) so on um is definitely something something we can all do if if there's an open door but well great good ray well thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for having me and uh thank you all for listening to this episode of the city on the hill podcast and we hope you tune in next time god bless thanks for tuning in to this episode of the city on a hill podcast Consider subscribing so you don't miss another exciting episode or leaving a review which may help others find the podcast and be inspired on their pursuit of sainthood. Check out our website at kansascityonahill.org and consider joining us at one of our upcoming events. Be assured of our prayers for you and for all young adults in the Kansas City area. God bless.